Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. And this is Matt. And we are pumped to have you guys listening to us. It's a rainy Monday evening. Uh, Matt and I spent actually a lot of time at Warrior Nation tonight. Uh, Matt, what, what all did we see? Well, we started out at the football field but watching the girls' soccer team uh, play Lebanon. It was their uh, the girls' senior nights. So we headed out there for the first half. You know, it was a nil-nil uh, tie yep. at halftime. Decided to go inside, you know, watch a little bit of the volleyball game. I know it was your first volleyball game you've been able to get to. What do you think? It really, actually, I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but it is the very first time I've ever watched a varsity volleyball match. And uh, I'm overwhelmed with what I saw uh, in, in a good way. There was so much energy uh, so much passion. I actually feel like I should not go into it any further. Uh, hopefully we can get Coach Thomas on and uh, I can just really just ask her a million questions about it. But, but I mean, spoiler alert, it was awesome. Yes, it was. It, uh, it was dominant from the word go. Uh, South Monta County, you know, or sorry, a conference, conference, yep, conference, conference opponent. So Danville took care of business there. As soon as it was done, we found out that the girls' soccer game was going into overtime. Yep. So we bolted right back out to the the uh, football field. Unfortunately, it started raining on us a little bit, yep. and then all of a sudden, you know, Mother Nature took hold. Yep. A little lightning, a little thunder, and it, it was delayed. I'm not sure if they're back underway or not. It doesn't look promising. So hopefully, they can get that finished. Correct. So, uh, I don't know, let's just kind of dive back into the last week's uh, athletic events. Um, Do you have some boys tennis updates from last Monday? Well, we'll kind of go reverse. I know uh, on Saturday they were at a Frankfurt Invitational. The invite. The invite, yes. Um, Coach Foster let me know that I saw him over the weekend. Uh, they were able to get to the championship match against Frankfurt. Unfortunately, they did not prevail. So I think um, Coach Foster has seen an improvement from his team, so he's happy with them there. Yeah. But earlier in the week, uh, they were at Crawfordsville. I'm not sure on the results on that, uh, but uh, that's all I got from boys tennis. Uh, How did the soccer teams do this week, Sean? Uh, so Monday we had uh, both <clears throat> JV and varsity home games against Western Boone. Uh, for the boys, JV, they only got a chance to play a half. Uh, after a really tough stretch of games, it was super exciting to see the boys come together. I can tell you uh, just the energy on the field during warm-ups, the energy on the field when we were going through our pregame conversations about what we wanted to accomplish, what we wanted to see, the guys were hyped. Um, you know, they, they looked like a team that has been steamrolling people. And so when the kickoff hit, we had 40 minutes and they were able to put three goals in, gave up zero goals. It was awesome. It was awesome. So super pumped about that. All right. And the boys varsity uh, also took care of business uh, against Western Boone. And then uh, on Thursday, we had a varsity match against <clears throat> excuse me, against Cascade. They took care of business as well. And then uh, just a tough weekend for the JV uh, soccer team. We had an invite. We played two games, uh, two really hard-fought games against uh, Crawfordsville and against Tri-West. And, you know, you, you, you don't want to ever say moral victory. I don't know if there's necessarily a true moral victory. Uh, I, I, I would agree there's learning experiences, but... I. And I'm not as huge on the whole moral victory. Correct. Part. I mean, we're not. We're definitely not in the uh, boat of giving everybody a, uh, a participation trophy. I don't think. I don't. I don't really feel that much in Hendricks County that people are all about that. Yeah. I think people want to just see, uh, just slug it out, win. But anyway, so both games were lost, but the boys, the boys are getting better. And uh, that's all you can ask for. That really is. And, you know, kind of steaming off of our, uh, our last our last podcast, talking about the JV athletics, you know, we, we, we just saw a great improvement. And we, we played Tri-West earlier this season, lost 4-1. to one. Uh, Earlier in the season, it was a 1-0 loss this time around. Really, it was anybody's game. Uh, we had ample opportunities in both. So disappointing, yes, but... 
proud of the guys. Encouraging. Yeah, very proud. Very proud. So, yeah, looking forward to this next week. Uh, on the girls' golf side, uh, Monday, like we said, they had their senior night as well. They were able to get a victory against Mooresville, so sending out the seniors uh, right. Uh, on Saturday, they had their sectional over at West Chase, which is uh, Brownsburg's home course. Okay. Um, probably not the result they wanted, uh, but they were able to uh, rally in a team score of 420. Um, 210 average, you know, on both sides there. Uh, but I, I think if you were to ask the, the golf coach, they probably ended on a strong note, you know, getting the victory on Monday and then going into sectionals. So on the girls' golf side, uh, their season is done. Kind of unfortunate, you know, they get they get started before the school year. Right. And, you know, in kind of early before the weather starts turning really bad. Right. But uh, on the cross-country side, happy to announce, they had a, an invitational over at Avon on Saturday, and our very own Sam Comer, Sam Comer yeah. uh, finished first. Yeah. Uh, congrats to him with Jackson Swisher uh, finishing in fourth. Yeah. So two sh- very strong, obviously strong finish from Sam and another strong finish from Jackson. I think yeah. their momentum is starting to go. And yeah, I, I love, you know, most, most days I get an opportunity to see the cross-country team uh, go through their warm-ups, their stretching. Uh, they're very intentional about everything that they do. Got a chance today when we were on the practice fields to see the team. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a crazy mundane sport if you think about it. Just running, um, but <laughs> but but it's amazing to see uh, the intentionality, the sacrifice. Uh, I was actually looking at some some quotes, just trying to find some encouragement for me. Found this awesome one from Vince Lombardi. It says, the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. And uh, totally see that in a lot of our athletic programs uh, all across the board uh, and cross country, you know, just because we're talking about them right now, definitely encapsulates that, that, that mantra because you just see these guys and gals Running hard, just putting in the blood, sweat, and tears. It's hot. I mean, yeah. can you imagine just putting in the It does not miles? feel like September. Correct. Yeah. So kudos, cross-country team. Super proud of you guys. Uh, on the volleyball side, uh, on Tuesday, the team, uh, the varsity and JV took on Monrovia, both getting victories. The JV won in two sets. The varsity won in four sets. Uh, the uh, freshman team was over in the auxiliary gym. They play, played Brownsburg. They lost in two sets, but, uh, you know, the first set didn't go exactly how they planned, but they fought back really hard. Jess and I were at the game that night. Uh, they fought back and got it. You know, it was literally a one-point game. Yeah. So uh, proud of the freshman team on that one. And then on Thursday, the volleyball team, they dropped another one that's rare for them yeah. these days. Uh, in four sets against Covenant Christian at Covenant Christian, and the JV also dropped their contest against Covenant Christian as well. And then on Saturday, uh, the varsity team had their uh, county tournament. You know, always very competitive, large schools in there. Uh, The varsity fell in the semifinals to Avon. I mean, obviously you want to win, but... Avon, like we mentioned last uh, last week, they are a state contender yeah, yeah. in the large class. There, there's no shame in losing to no. Avon. They, but what I always tell my guys, you know, what's worse than playing in the consolation game is losing the consolation game. So it's very easy to let your guard down in that consolation game and just right. say, eh, we're not playing for first anymore. So right. what's the point? But they were able to bounce back and defeated Tri West to take a third place finish in the county tournament. Uh, football, football. I mean, Friday night was awesome. I know you were unf- you were kind of tied up. You weren't able to make it to the game on Friday night. Right. It was packed. I'm yeah. telling you what. Uh, I say packed. There was a lot of people there, but Triwest bleachers on the guest side are not very big. Yeah. So, but we were able to get seats and watch the game. And I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of. It was kind of sloppy. Yeah. It wasn't a crisp played game at yeah. the very beginning. Tri-West even scored first, which I thought, you know, from a, just a psychological standpoint, would give them a really big boost. Right. But Danville came right back, marched it down the field, scored, tied it up, and it was Dan- all Danville 
all the time from the, there on out. Now, they didn't put up the gaudy numbers that they they normally do right. on offense, but it was enough to get it done. And I think Co- Coach Woods was quoted in the flyer about saying the same thing. It's like, it, it didn't matter. You just wanted to come out of that game with the win. Right. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. In a rivalry game where anything could go either way, especially a game that you've not won in a few years, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how you win. No, absolutely not. It, by an inch or a mile, that's kind of the, how the saying goes. It doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile, as long as you get get the job done. And it it, it didn't have that rivalry feel at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. You didn't see a whole lot of chirping. But once the game started, kind of you knew what the result was going to be. Then that it kind of started coming out. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of pushing and shoving, you know, a couple flags here and there. But all in all, well played game. Danville got through it. Um, I know but, for the JV squad, they were able to do the same thing. Yes. Uh, just kind of put it to them all the way to the very end of the game. Was really glad to see that. And I think people underestimate what. Whoever plays first kind of sets the tone for the other games. Yeah. So if, you know, the JV's playing first, I, I, I can draw it from a basketball experience, or even fre- freshmen, if we're playing on Thursday night, right. and then the JV and varsity are playing on Friday night, I tell my guys, like, we set the tone for the entire weekend. Right. You know, how we play is yeah. going to, you know, affect how the JV yeah. and the varsity does, yeah. and it's like... You don't want the varsity seeing the freshman and JV lose, and they're like, oh, crap, now what, what's going to happen? So right. you want to give them that confidence. So I think that trickles down. For var- football, it's yeah. the opposite. The varsity plays first, and right. then the JV sees that and carries right. it over. Yeah, I, I can tell you there have been a few uh, motivating, emotional speeches after a JV, my JV guys lose, and then I come over to the varsity bench, and it's like, we do not want to do this again. So, yeah, I totally get you on that. Very cool. Well, let's look ahead to this next week. Uh, you know, a lot of our fall sports are kind of winding down the regular season. Sectionals are just around, around the corner. I know on uh, the 24th, so next Sunday night, will be the sectional draw for boys' soccer. I don't okay. necessarily know what everybody else is going on. Um, so here we go. On Monday the 18th, which is tonight when we're recording this, uh, we've already talked about how uh, varsity volleyball won and the girls' soccer, uh, We're again, we're assuming is delayed. We will hopefully know more tomorrow uh, about when that makeup will come. Tomorrow night, boys' soccer goes to Lebanon. Uh, JV plays at 5.30. Boys' varsity is at 7 p.m. If you don't mind traveling up, 39 would encourage you to be there. This is one of those key games uh, for us. And I mean, really, any sport, we have such a small conference schedule, every game matters. And so we have, for the boys' soccer, we've lost one game, and now every game is a must win. And so we know that if we can win out the rest of the season, play uh, against all these other conference schools and beat them, we are guaranteed at least a share of conference, and that would be really cool because that'd be back-to-back years. So yeah, that'd be big game awesome. tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully, people can come out and support. Uh, on Wednesday night, boys soccer is back in action. Tennis. Uh, sorry, what? Oh, sorry, I'm on so two. Not sorry. Yeah, twentieth. Help if I'm on the right day. So on the twentieth, yes. Wednesday, boys tennis is at Speedway. That starts at five p.m. and the girls' soccer team will be traveling to Tri-West for a big game for them. That will be at 5.30. And depending on how tonight goes yes, uh, or, or how whatever that makeup time is for That Lebanon, could determine the conference. Yes, so that, w- that would be a cool game also for you all to come out and support. On uh, Thursday the 21st, uh, boys' soccer is back at it with Frankfurt, JV starting 5.30, uh, and then varsity following at 7 p.m. at home. And then we also have uh, girls volleyball is back in action. Freshman at 5:30, and uh, JV also 5:30, and the auxiliary in the main gym. And then girls volleyball varsity will be at 7 p.m. against Lebanon. And that leads into the football game on Friday night, uh, homecoming for Danville this week. Uh, Southmont traveling here. Both teams are undefeated in the conference right now. This game could very well determine the conference. Yeah. Uh, never want to look past an opponent homecoming. So I, I think the boys will be ready to go. 
That game starts at 7 o'clock, which leads us into Saturday, which is a jam-packed, as it always is. Uh, starting at 10 o'clock in the morning, the boys' soccer team is traveling to Terre Haute South, it looks like. Yep. Is that an invitational or just a game, Sean? It's a game, so uh, I, I want to say... Actually, maybe some of the times are a little incorrect on okay. here from the last email that I saw. I believe actually JV uh, will play first at 10 a.m. and then the boys varsity will play at noon. Uh, and these are at Terre Haute. It's just us playing against them. Okay. Uh, Mr. Gage is kind enough to get us games. I'm super super thankful for him and that. So to Terre Haute we go. <laughs> Uh, also starting at 10 o'clock, the boys' tennis team uh, will be at home against Greencastle. Uh, 10 o'clock as well, the JV football team will be in action, but they will be traveling to South Montgomery. Uh, also at 10 o'clock, the girls' soccer team will be traveling to Martinsville with the JV to follow. Uh, then it looks like at 9 o'clock in the morning, the cross-country team will be traveling to Shelbyville for an invitational there. So a lot of traveling to do on Saturday for our teams. So if you're able to make it great, if not, you know, just kind of send, send your thoughts. Yeah, them. and I think if I'm reading the schedule correctly, uh, I believe that 10, 10 a.m. on Saturday, boys tennis is their last home game for the So yes, season. that will be that will be their senior night as well. I know I believe they only have the one senior Jack Binkley. I know Jack, a uh, good kid. So if if you have the time, yeah. travel out there. You know, it, it I think it would mean a lot for those kids. They normally don't get huge crowds. So if, if you can make it out there, please do. Awesome. Uh, very cool. Well, kind of transitioning out of our local Danville kind of focus uh, I don't know. Let me ask you this real quick. Who's your favorite sports radio person? It's Ryan Rosillo. I don't think that's a question for me. Now, some of you who follow the radio scene knew, know that Ryan got in a little trouble yeah. recently, a couple weeks back. He owned it, though. He owned it. I loved it. He owned it. And he, he didn't blame anybody else. Yeah. He was just like... I. Yeah, did you listen to that episode? Yes, I did, absolutely. I wanted to. I knew he was off for basically two weeks straight because right. he had the week vacation and then he had a week suspension. Right. And then he, I knew the exact show he was coming back, and I made it a point to make sure I listened yeah. to it because I knew he would go. He was going to address it, and I was, I was curious on how he was going to approach it. Right. And to me, it didn't sound, it didn't sound like he was reading off of a piece of paper right. like a lot of people do, especially radio. It's easy. You don't, right. you don't see them. Right. So I, I felt like it was it was definitely genuine. Yeah. And like we said, I mean he owned it. And and that let me let me let me touch on it real quick again, because I tweeted out him just like super proud of you. Like not that he cares who I am, because he doesn't. Um, but I was curious, what is he gonna say? And it's interesting because I think we definitely hold people like that on a higher level and and for the most part they deserve it because they place themselves in the spotlight um but at the end of the day he does not care what sean wilson thinks about him but as a man who has made mistakes in my life i know you have made mistakes in oh, your yeah. life not that like anything drastic yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but just we're human uh it's just it's uh, yeah it's refreshing yes refreshing Absolutely. so uh yeah i actually uh yeah i was really intrigued by it and loved how he did it so if you guys don't listen to ryan rosillo podcast go for it on yeah iTunes. He, he's great i i'm convinced he's the smartest guy at espn he's more of a hoops guy he's more of an nba type guy so he kind of kind of specializes in yeah. that but his overall takes on things are very yeah. smart yeah. and you know, and people around here probably don't like him as much because he is a Boston guy, yeah. and he, he admits it, and he kind of, I don't want to say favors, but... He, he's not Boston like uh, Bill Simmons is Boston. No, he's not nearly to that. But you know what? Bill Simmons owns that, too. Like, he yeah. knows he's a homer. Love it. And I'm okay with that. As long yeah. as you can own it and are not... Yeah. I always struggle with Colin Cowherd, and I, I do enjoy Colin Cowherd. I believe he is equally as smart as Rosillo. He's got way more arrogance. Um, I always struggle with with Calvert though, you know, making fun of the fans, and it's like, and I know I'm jumping around like crazy, but I don't necessarily care for Greeny and Golick, 
but I love Greeny because he is a sold-out fan. And I'm a sold-out fan. Uh, I, it gets me in trouble sometimes. Uh, you know, I was filming our game against Cascade, and I told our head coach, Donovan Duffy, I said, you know, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I was filming because it, it made the game slow down for me so that I could actually be paying attention to some of the deeper intricacies of what's going on um, as opposed to when I sit on the bench. Yep. I just get caught up. Yep. I just get caught up. I'm an emotional dude when it comes to sports. And so, uh, anyways, I don't know where we're going with that. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I, we were talking about radio guys, and Scott Van Pelt and Rosilla, when they were together on the radio, were they were far and away the best on radio. I don't care. I will fight to the death with anyone on that. I, yeah, I, 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 know, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I mean, Dan Patrick has his thing. I know there's a lot of Dan Patrick fans, a lot of Cowherd fans, yeah. uh, stuff like that. But the reason I kind of gravitate towards those two is because those guys, they seem like guys I would want to hang out with. Yeah. You know? Like, they, that's would, true. they would be in my circle of friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's why I kind of do that. I'm, I haven't had a chance to really... I go to bed at nine. Yeah. So you I don't. Watch the show. I, yeah, I don't get to watch SVP's, you know, midnight sports center at all anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of disappointing, but you know, anytime you know he's he's with Rosillo, if he's doing a guest spot with yeah. him or he's talking or something like that, I listen because I I think they're they're just smart guys. Did you enjoy Danny Cannell with Rosillo? Uh, I, he was kind of give or take for me. I didn't yeah. mind him. Yeah. Like he didn't get on my nerves, right? But I, it was it was different. Yeah, it was a different kind of dynamic with him, which which was good because they were actually very confrontational. Yeah, not in a bad way, but they didn't always agree on things, which right. is it's nice to have. It's like sometimes like, well, I see it this way. Well, I see it the same way. Yeah. Okay. So. So I love, uh, and, and, and most people cannot stand the radio show that is my favorite. I love Levitard, and I love Stugatz. Yes, and, and I did not mention them, but yes. It's okay. Now, I would agree with you that Scott Van Pelt and Rosillo were a better combination than Levitard and Stugatz. I love that show, and I love it because they are so intentional on irritating people. And I, oh, yeah. I love irritating people. I love saying things oh, yes. that I don't necessarily agree with or believe in, but I know it's going to get a rise out of you. So oh, yeah. I love, I love Levitard. I love Stu Gotts. I mean, Stu Gotts is like, uh, just, he, he's, I, he's, he's hilarious. No, he, he's great. And I think if a lot of people don't listen to the show on the reg, Right. As you as the right. kids say these days. I don't think I've ever heard them say it, but keep going. But either way, if you don't listen to the show, you know, you regularly. Show. Okay. Right. You you wouldn't understand that Stu Goss is actually a smart guy. Incredibly. Yeah. I mean, if you were just to listen to it once or twice, you know, once a week or something right. like that, you think this guy is the biggest he is there just for comedy relief. He's not right. there to right. you know, attribute anything to the show or right. contribute, sorry. Right. And it's like, but they're actually really well done. And I'm glad you brought up Levitar because I honestly think he's the best interviewer I, out there. Really? Yes. Like I, I think that's one of his weak points. No, he he asks questions that no, I don't okay, think anybody anybody else is yes. willing to ask. Yes. And I think that makes for a good interview. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's probably why most people don't want to go on the show. Because they know that they're going to get asked a question. Like, I definitely... You're, you're, you're 100% correct. I just think back to some of the screw-ups where he calls people the wrong name and different things like that. So, <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, you know, one of the reasons I brought up the your favorite radio show or sports guy is one of the big things that's going on, and you, you know this, listener, if you listen or watch ESPN, uh, Pardon the Eruption, uh, what's the other one, Around the Horn, everybody's got a hot take. <laughs> um, and basically, a hot take is just your moment of clarity on some issue. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're 
you're consistent uh, or it's something that you're going to believe in forever. It's just literally the moment you're getting fired up and that's your take. Do you have any, do you have a, do you have a take on hot takes? Uh, a little bit. I, I, I hear, honestly, I don't even know what a hot take it is anymore because yeah. it gets thrown around so much. Yeah. Like, oh, hot take. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> right. Ooh, hot take. It's like every other opinion on something right. is a hot take. Right. So it, I, I get confused, to be perfectly honest, on what, nece- what necessarily is a hot take. But I guess mine right now is kind of locally. Okay. It's uh, Andrew Luck's status. Okay. It's like, is he going to play? Isn't he going to play? Is he disgruntled? Does he want out of Indianapolis? Part of of the the luxury of a hot take is you're just trying to create... A discussion. A discussion. You're trying to create interest. You're trying to create something where somebody is agreeing with you 100% or disagreeing with you 100% and they want to engage in that. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I'll I'll take the bait. Who cares about Andrew Luck? (laughs) I mean, honestly. I mean, like, he's a great guy. This year... He's on a horrible team. But he's not like Eli Manning, who right. said, uh, you can draft me, but I'm not going to play for you. I guarantee you if Andrew Luck was healthy right now, he'd be out on the field. Oh, yeah. I believe. No, I believe that he's hurt. I mean, but I think, what, like, I was listening to uh, Dan Dockish today a little bit. Horrible choice. A little bit. Okay. You know what, though? He... He's entertaining. He is entertainment. I will give you that. You may not agree with over half the stuff he says, but he is entertaining. But it was like, well, the Colts met with David Shaw, David Shaw being Andrew Luck, uh, Stanford coach. Yeah. And it's like, really? Yeah. Okay, fine. But all this thing, all this stuff is swirling around Andrew Luck. And the crazy part to me is we haven't heard Andrew Luck speak. Right. I was about to say that. All he's got to do is make one... And I want to say maybe JMV or one of the other local guys was talking about that. All you got to do is come on, say one thing, and then walk away. And a lot of this conversation goes away. Yeah. It's kind of... If I were a Colts fan, it would be irritating to me. Right. I I don't know how else to put it other than that. Right. It's like... And I, I mean, I kind of called it when... Jacoby Brissett was traded, it's right. like, I would be severely worried. Right. Now, this is a season you're probably just going to flush down the toilet. Right. But, you know, fans, I, I feel like fans at least deserve an explanation. Right. I mean, you don't have to justify your decisions on the team. Right. We don't need to see your medical records. We don't need to understand all of the conversations. Just come out and say, hey, Andrew Luck's not going to play till then. Right. You know, if, or if he's not playing at all this year. Right. I, I think they, they at least deserve that. Or we don't know. Or best case scenario, we want him to play. And if he is physically able to play, then we are going to play him. But if he's not, he is the greatest investment that the Colts have over the next 10 years, we're going to protect it. And we're going to be ashamed of protecting that, right? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. But let's go back to the hot, let's full circle here. Okay. Hot takes. Let's, like, what, what's so the So when I think about hot takes, I, I think, and we've not heard this name in the last couple of weeks, the last big news surrounding this this big personality <laughs> was his son, uh, LaMelo, who is 16 years old, I believe, has his own sneaker. What do you think about LeVar Ball and Big Baller Brand and what, like, what, I mean, you're going to be a father, okay? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I'm a father. You know, do you envision yourself ever Never. going to the extremes that he is doing in his own words, to promote his children, not himself. I would... I say this... Yeah, yeah, I got that, I got that. But, like, no. No. I would never go to these lengths. I will support my children, and I will encourage them, and, you know, if they need something, great. 
I'll try to provide that to them. But right. what he is doing, all he's doing is painting a target right. on his kids. Right. And he he must have the faith that his kids are mentally strong enough to handle this. Because I, I don't get it. I don't. Right. Like, I don't understand what he's trying to accomplish other than, you know, any... Any press is good press, I guess. Right. Like just trying, like you said, promoting his kids. But it's like, you know, what if one of them fails? Well, we we know that that's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, and again, you're not like rooting for failure for a child. Uh, you know, or definitely, um, what's what's his old, uh, the middle Lonzo. one. Lonzo. Lonzo. Yeah. I mean, you you don't want like I. I don't really care for the Laker organization, but I'm not going to watch a Lakers game hoping Lonzo fails miserably because I can't stand his father. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, a child is going to fail. He's going to have a bad game. Yep. What's 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 his father going to do? Is his father going to get on and go on a rant and terror? The coach is horrible. The rest of his team is horrible. And all of a sudden, this bad night that Lamar had or uh, Lonzo had is now going to be amplified in this locker room. And, you know, there's some crazy personalities already going on in the Lakers organization. So I I, I agree. I mean, my hot take is, LeVar, shut up. Yeah. You know, like, again, you're an idiot. Anytime you come out and say, I could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, you're the biggest moron that we've ever heard in our entire lives. Right. Right? But, and that's the thing. We, I, I say we, but... The media more is shining a light on this guy that doesn't doesn't deserve one. Right. You know what I mean? Like he he comes out, he says these outlandish things, and it's like, oh, oh, this guy's saying this. Oh, let's let's highlight this guy when he doesn't deserve it. Now, sh- highlight his son, who is an actually really good basketball player. Right. Played on a really good UCLA team. Right. Was a High draft pick, you know, and now is going into his rookie season. Right. You know, follow the kid. Don't follow the dad. Right. You know, and I, I just. Well, I don't you even get think it. about Lamelo. Uh, again, sixteen-year-old has his own sneaker. Uh, I read an article once, and I'm not really followed up since then. But I mean, there's a chance that because he's making money, that he might not be able to play college ball. Yeah. You know what? And. I don't think, I don't think Levar thought of that when it happened. Right now, if it does happen, I don't think he'll care. Yeah. Because he'll he'll turn it into a publicity stunt. Right. He'll send his kid maybe overseas to go play yeah. for a year and then maybe go pro. But I'll tell you right now, I've seen I've seen enough film and it's not much on Lamelo. Oh, yeah. And that kid is nowhere near. Lonzo. Lonzo's right. skill. Nowhere near And it. again, this is a 16-year-old that now has to live under the spotlight of YouTubers and uh, people making GIFs and people making memes. You know what I mean? Like, any mistake that he makes in a game is going to be under the microscope. Any decision he makes in a game is going to be under the microscope. 16-year-olds do not need that. No. I mean, again, you and I, like, we watch games. We see kids make mistakes on our own team and on the teams that we go and support. We're never going to get on this podcast and point out so-and-so made this horrible error because that's not fair. No, it's I mean, not. These kids are growing. These kids are maturing. And so by putting all the spotlight on LaMelo, Lonzo's... Yeah, shooting his son in the foot. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely is. And you know what? I could see it if it was Lonzo only. Because Lonzo has kind of... A, he established himself as that, you know, kind of premier college basketball player. And we knew what Lonzo could do. Right. You know, if you want to promote that, that's fine. But this kid's still in high school. Yeah. You know, let him be a kid. Let him go hang out with his friends. Let him go to the movies. Let him go, you right. know, to the mall. Let him hang out at a football game on a Friday night. Let him grow up. Yeah, just let him be a kid. Right. And I, I don't know. It's just it's way too much pressure. And we didn't even talk about the middle one, who's a senior in high school, who's all he's going to go to UCLA. And from what I understand, 
is not is probably the least talented of the three. Yeah. And it's like he's gonna go to UCLA. And what if he sits on the bench the the right. whole time? It's like, what do you do? Right. Then? Can you imagine Archie Manning doing this for Peyton and for Eli? No, and that. You know, and last week we said for argument's sake. For argument's sake, there is no argument because there's no possible imagination that I have that I could see any other kind of celebrity dad doing this. Even Snoop Dogg, right? Even Snoop Dogg, who is pretty uh, outlandish and outspoken, has never done this with some of his kids, so... uh, All right, well, let me kind of transition. Uh, what's What's your take... On the multi-sport athlete in high school, I love them. Uh, I can only speak for myself, obviously, but here, here's my biggest thing on multi-sport athletes: a, if all you do is one sport, you will get burnout on. Yeah, it, it's going to happen. You, you want the break, but it kind of puts the coaches in a bad spot because I, I tell the, I tell all my guys, I encourage you to play more than one sport. But here's the deal. If all you do is play basketball, I'm expecting you to be at everything. Right. I expect you to be, you know, at open gyms, at strength and conditioning. I expect you to, you know, go to team camp. I expect you to go all the shootouts during the summer. Right. I expect you to be at, at, at practices. You know what I mean? Right. I expect you to be there. If you're playing other sports, A, you get that break that you need, and two, you're working other... Physically, it's going to help you. Right. Okay? It... You you need to work other muscle groups, yeah. you know, and and stuff like that. So I, I highly encourage you know kids to play more than one sport. I was a three sport athlete. I loved it. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on the burnout. Uh, I had a friend in high school that was a great golfer, and that's all his father pushed him on. And uh, by the time he was a junior in high school, he quit. Gave up. I don't think he picked up a club for another five years. Wow. And so, you know, I mean, you know, there's definitely some family dynamics going on. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily dad's fault. It's not necessarily the kid's fault. But totally agree with you. Um, when we talk about an athlete in high school, you, you know, most of the time, they're not going on to the pros. Yes. And, and so, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. It's in a crazy small percentage will go pro right. and it's not that much higher that the kid will go d1, and pl- d1 or even college right. in general i mean you got naia you got division three division two II, division one yeah. you got junior colleges you got community colleges as many as many opportunities there are in that realm there's not that many kids that right. are going to go play there either so and not that we're trying to necessarily discourage a player from focusing on one sport um, because I don't think that I think that there are certain athletes out there that love their sport, and there's no other sport they could ever imagine themselves playing. And so, yes. definitely invest. Invest during your high school uh, season. Invest during your club season or your travel season. You know, do all of those things. What are you laughing at? I uh, travel a union club. I have a different opinion we, on too. We, don't, we, 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 don't we won't go. go we yeah, won't we get into that. We won't get into that. We don't need to go on that. But yes, I, I agree with you. It's like it. You don't. I lost my train of thought. It's okay. Back to what I was saying. Um, the multi-sport athlete is getting a chance to be around different students. Yes. Um, so they are not just isolated. Uh, you know, you think about a basketball team, and there are not that many players on a basketball team. You know, I look at my soccer team, or you look at the football team. You know, you're, you're looking at thirty plus guys. On a team, so you're you're creating a camaraderie. You're creating this locker room experience uh, when you play different with different sports because you're getting to hang out with different people. Um, so I think that's one of those positives that don't necessarily get highlighted. You know, educationally, you're learning things. I mean, you're yes. learning different situations and how to deal with different situations in different sports. There's a lot of pressure on a five-on-five basketball game, right? Right. That when you play, uh, you know, again, I kind of keep going back basketball, football, soccer, but football and soccer, you know, each each squad has 11 people out at one time. Right. Right. So the pressure is there, but it's a little bit different than the pressure on the one It's one-on-one. definitely a little more spread out. I wrestled in high school, and that by far was the most grueling sport that I ever played uh, because it's one versus one, 
It's just you and another person, yep. right? You cannot rely on somebody else to pick up your slack when you screw up, and that teaches you different things. Mm-hmm. And so we feel, I, I mean, I think you and I agree that, that we're passionate about a multi-sport athlete because you were learning different life lessons along the way in each individual sport that you might miss. Right. And I'll tell you what, if, if you do have this, you know, drive to play your sport at a higher level, especially at the college level, I think you'll find that most, if not all coaches yeah. at the college level want multi-sport athletes. Yeah. Uh, you and I were talking this before we went on air here. Urban Meyer, I would venture to guess like 90%, if not higher, yeah. of the recruits he has play more than one sport. They're not football first. You know what I mean? So I don't want to – if you have a kid that is very passionate about his sport like you were talking about, I don't want to discourage him. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I would like to encourage him to pl- try, at least try other things. Yeah. You might like it, especially and, at a young age. And this is kind of a revolutionary thought from two you know, ultra-athletic-focused uh, guys um, – Maybe try something outside of sports. Yeah, get into a club. Yeah, try a club. You know, get involved in, in in theater. I mean, like, you never know. Like, again, you never know what you might be passionate about, what you might be exceptional at, until you try different things. And so that's the thing, like, for me, that I've always told myself about my children growing up is, like, I don't ever want to force them on the things um, that, that are important to me because I want to learn what's important to them. You know, if, if they ever became a Wolverine fan, we would have to have a conversation. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, but, I know but exactly when it comes to sports, mean. like Gianna, my oldest, she was with us tonight when we were watching yep. soccer, when we were watching volleyball. And so when we were driving home, she plays soccer right now and just said, hey, are you loving soccer right now? And she said, you know, I'm really looking forward to basketball season. Awesome. And it's like, all right, you know, that's cool. Let's get focused on basketball when soccer's over. Uh, and I think maybe that's one of those things about the multi-sport athlete that that is possibly the best thing that they could learn is finish what you started. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if soccer is your number one sport and you're coming out of track season, looking forward to the soccer season starting back up, finish track. Right. Do what you need to do for that team and give them everything that you've got. You know, a, a guy I know I have a couple guys that are gonna play basketball. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to finish soccer, and then you move on to basketball. Yeah, and I think that's kind of piggybacking on that. It it kind of rejuvenates a player, going from season to season, sport to sport. It's like, okay, you know, football, I mean, we have a lot of football players that play basketball, so... We, we want the football team to go as far as they can. Right. All right? Right. We, we want that, you know, because I, I think a winning culture breeds a winning culture. So we want them to go have as much success as possible. But when football's over, you know, they're going to be sad. They're going to be right. all that all that good stuff. But then they get to turn right around and get be like, all right, it's basketball season. It's time to right. go. It's time to get, right. you know, and – Let's get that go for that goal once again. So I think there's a rejuvenation there too when you're yeah. playing multiple sports. So I think you know uh, our hot take. It's kind of a little balanced. Um, I think we are both very passionate and agree that we want to encourage any you know uh, boy or girl to try multiple things uh, throughout a like a year of school throughout their lifetime. You know you never know what you might be great at until you try different things. But yeah, it, if you are passionate about one thing, yeah. we, we totally encourage that. Yeah, go for it. I mean, but I think it's kind of one of those things, don't get obsessed with it. You don't want to, you know, drive yourself into the ground yeah. and, you know, it, take a break, right. you know, step, take a step back from it from time to time and, you know, just be a kid. Well, yeah. well, learn just just try and remind yourself of the thing that you love. Right. And that's one of the things that we try and tell the boys uh, on the soccer team. This is a sport that you love because you wouldn't be out here if you didn't love it. So let's find a way to keep. Uh, and this sounds, I know, kind of corny, 
but just find a way to continue to fall in love with the sport that you love. And I think that will help drive you through tough spells and different things like that. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Uh, well, hey, let me, uh, let's wrap up with one last hot take. All right. Um, what is your favorite place to eat? If we're talking in Danville, or are we talking like just in the kind of drivable area? Here? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily want to focus on Danville alone because I think we have uh, a lot of great restaurants yes. that we do not want to necessarily <laughs> single out. Um, uh, so let, let's just say outside of Danville, if you're getting in your car. You're driving Avon, Brownsburg, Plainfield, downtown. Where would where is the place you will always find yourself going? Perillos. It's ah. it's ah, it's so good. The pizza is amazing. If you don't know where Perillos is, it's in North Salem. It's just go take two thirty six out of town. Yep. Follow it all the way in. You'll get into North Salem. You'll go past seventy five, and it'll be your first. Road on your left. Yep. Take it. It's a little hole in the wall, little building. Yeah. All right. And it's absolutely money. What's your go-to menu item? I just get the... I like the deep dish pizza that they do. Okay. I've not had that yet. Very good. And kind of their meat lovers. Okay. It, yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with anything you get there. Right. I would agree with you. Garlic knots are really Amazing. good Amazing. Stuffed pepperoni breadsticks there. Amazing. I tried that. They're very good. Uh, Calzones are off the chain. Yeah, I mean... You, you can get slices of pizza. Yeah, buy the slice. I mean... I, yeah, that's, that's Ca- it. All right, so caveats on, on Perillo's. Number one, it is not open on Tuesday. Okay. So this podcast is going to drop Monday late night or Tuesday morning. So if you're listening to this now and you're getting pumped about it, it's close. So yeah. sorry about that. Two, it's cash only. Yep. So make sure you bring cash. They have an ATM, I think, there. Or no. I think they tell you to go to North Salem State Bank, which is right <laughs> down the road. But make sure you bring cash. Uh, it is it is small. Very small. If it's not good weather, it's yeah, very I think limited we are, to seating inside. We are in the sweet zone of going to Perillo's and getting a chance to sit outside, enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's are you not, in agreement with me I, here? You know, that's not my number one go-to. Okay, I want to um, hear yours Maybe, again. maybe number two. Um, my number one, and I just thought about it, is a place called Grace Cafeteria. And it's in <laughs> Morrisville. And, um, I love the, the out-of-towner it loves Grace. I love, no, I love Grace. Okay. No, 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 no. It's just, I haven't thought about I haven't been there in years, actually, yeah. so... I'm glad you said that. No, I, I I don't know if it if it made it on one of the Food Network shows or not, but uh, I, for some reason I saw it and I love me a country fried steak. I mm. love me mashed potatoes, and so uh, just rolling into this place, I've never eaten at a cafeteria style restaurant, and it's full blown cafeteria. Uh, you walk, you get your tray. Uh, you know, there's tons of different things going on. If you don't know uh, how to order. Uh, you, you might get in trouble the very first time because you might just say one of that, one of that, one of that, and then you get the bill and you're like, dang. Uh, I remember the very first time I went to a uh, Froyo place, did not did not know about the weight thing. So I get there, I got this huge massive cup, I'm just oh, yeah. throwing stuff in. I got like a $15 Froyo my first time, and I was just not thrilled about it. So Well, now they don't do that anymore. They just have sizes. It's just yes. medium large, yes. so that's great. So back to Grace Cafeteria. I would challenge you to go on a Friday where you are going to get country fried steak and then any of the awesome things that they have to eat, and then you've got to finish it off with a strawberry pie. Strawberry pie? Strawberry pie. More of a blackberry guy myself, Okay. but I'll take your word for okay. it. Okay. I'm going to put throw kind of honorable mention. This is more extended area here. All right. If you're willing to drive, I think... Most of the people around here, at least the Purdue fans, know about this place. I've never been there. Yep, you know exactly where I'm going. It's called Triple X Diner. It has been featured on yeah. uh, the diners, drive-ins, and dives. This place is unreal. Yeah. Like, the food, it it really is a diner. It, it's so good. Well, like, I don't even know how to describe it. 
We but, need to find an away game for Purdue so it's not crazy with people there. We need to drive up. Would love to try it someday. Now, if you are in the Lafayette area and Triple X is packed, but you still want their food, go out north of campus, out by the Walmart, a little bit further north of the Walmart. Okay. There's a place called Route 66, owned by the same people, much bigger uh-huh. seating, uh-huh. same exact food, same exact uh-huh. menu. Insider right here. Okay. So just know that, all right? My Purdue people, yes, I am a Hoosier fan, but I went to Purdue. Your money's at Purdue. Yes, my money went to Purdue. <laughs> all right, so that that's my little little go-to. So if I had to go extended area, I, I would put Triple X above Perillo's, but, you know, just to remind kind of the... Yeah, if you're very, taking a quick drive, I mean, no 10, more 15 than 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, Perillo's is a place to be. I would agree. I mean, Go I would early. Agree. About I would agree. Five thirty. Get there agree. before the rush. Chicken Alfredo is also bomb.com to use Guy Fieri. All right. Uh, this was a great episode. Loved it. Love getting a chance to hang out with you, Matt. Uh, hopefully, you guys are enjoying this. Uh, would love some feedback. Love uh, one one of the things that we are wanting to tackle. Uh, in a few weeks is a uh, a new segment called the Coach's Film Room, where we break down yep. uh, movies. Uh, thank you to the Ringer for giving us that uh, inspiration <laughs> to be able to do that. Definitely want to give props to them. Uh, all right, real quick, real quick, real quick. If you had one podcast to listen to, Ooh. what would it be? You're going to put me on the spot right here. Um... One podcast to listen to, or at least right now. How about how about we won't go like all the time or anything crazy like that. Like okay, you... right now I am I am sold on the rewatchables. Yes, that it is by the Ringer. Bill Simmons, his you know his crew of guys, you know shout out to them. That that is by far my favorite podcast that they do. They do about I think they try to do like one a week maybe. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, just how they break it down. They have categories, you know. <laughs> the Dion- Yeah, so check it out because yes. it is something that we don't want to necessarily mimic, but we, we got it. I mean, you just, there's nothing new underneath the sun, right? Right. I mean, so, like, a lot of people are doing movies on a podcast. We just feel like The Ringer is doing a phenomenal job of that. And just to kind of give you, they, so they basically take a movie, break it down, Based on their rewatchability, they've done A Few Good Men, The Departed, mm-hmm. Point Break. I've not listened to Point Break. I Point Break one is I can't ph- wait. phenomenal. I can't wait. You've Got Mail. <laughs> it was actually two women that did it. Awesome. It, it, it was actually really, really good. Yeah. And then they just uh, did one... Oh, they did Silence of the Lambs. That was the most recent one I listened to. Awesome. And that one was really, really good. So, yes, highly recommend that podcast. So, uh, for me, I'm going to take a different uh, approach. If I had one podcast to listen to right now, I would actually remove myself from sports altogether. There is a podcast by a guy named Malcolm Gladwell, and it is called Revisionist History. And... uh, I would, I would encourage you to give him a chance beyond just one episode. The first episode I loved, um, but I know not everybody got really into it. He just takes some story in history and gives it a second chance. So if you like history, Malcolm Gladwell is genius. Um, if you just want to be uh, entertained with history, would definitely recommend you uh, to listen to him. So thank you for listening to us. We we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And uh, looking forward to our next episode. Peace. Peace out.